We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Bucks won a f***ing NBA championship. Yeah! What? What? He tries to take a pulse, baby. Watching that basketball game, like, caused health problems for me. Boogie hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this, I, I'm not going to say it. That sounds too bad. That was good. Roll on. No, 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 no. The Bucks do win it all. Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there. Welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the Eurostep Podcast Network. I am joined, as always, by my competitive, he's competing with my big boy, I didn't even know it, co-host Rohan Kadi. Rohan, how's it going? Doing well, uh, burning, but it's fine. Not actually, I'm brown, but you know, it's, it's, it's very warm out. It's not the heat, it's the humidity. That's what they say, and they say it for a reason. It feels like walking into a hot swamp outside. Not a cold swamp, a hot swamp. Rohan, we are you, also joined. Do you walk into hot swamps and cold swamps, Sam? Well, I, I, it was supposed to be a little jokey joke because no one ever talks about a cold swamp. No one talks about swamp, whatever. <laughs> Someone's never been to Horicon, I see. Our 46 Horicon listeners are going to be very offended. Actually, that's a marsh. Now they're really going to be offended. I called a marsh a swamp. Um, anyway, we're already off the rails. Rohan, we are also joined for the first time by Eurostep executive producer Eugene Horsutuklu. Please correct me. I know I am. I'm working on the pronunciation, but straight. It was pretty good. Pretty good, he says. Eugene, welcome. Thank you for gracing us with your presence. Thanks for having me, guys. It's a pleasure. Absolutely, it's it's our pleasure as well, and we're excited to have you on board as we dive into our big boards. The draft is like nine days away somehow, eight days away. As you're listening to this, it is Thursday. June 22nd at sometime at night, probably like six, who knows, uh, 23rd, excuse me. The Bucks have currently just the 24th overall pick as the NBA robbed them of their second round pick in this draft. And we hope they use it. I, I can say this confidently because I saw Rohan just today tweeted that he hopes the Bucks use the pick. I also hope the Bucks use the pick. They could trade it. We'll probably get into some possibilities of that nature at some point. But for now, let's actually talk about the prospects because we've been promising to do this for a long time. And I'm proud of us. We got it done before the draft came and went. So, Rohan, before we dive into the specific names, 
What is your thought on the caliber of player that seems available at 24? We both covered the same list of 11. We can go down how we rank them. But what were your thoughts on these 11 players who we assume at least a couple should be there uh, when the Bucks are on the board, if they're on the board? I think it's fairly strong. There's players who are, who are capable of making an impact not only for next season as rookies, if they have a chance given the Bucks system, but just down the road, they have a chance to develop. They, there's a lot of players here with good tools, good uh, just sort of basketball intangibles, as you would say, as you're uh, prep, preparing for a draft uh, deep dive. But no, I think there's some good quality players here. And uh, I, I already know this, tie. We disagree on a lot of these players. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm excited. So you have the advantage. You've seen my I, – I shared my thoughts on the Substack. Find the post at gspn.info under the Substack button. Uh, you can find that's the latest post as of we're recording this, probably unless who knows what, what, the, what the crew is up to. Um, but I, I don't know your order at all. So should we go down my board and then we can share our both our thoughts on each players and where you have them ranked on yours? I think we should do the opposite because people already know what your board is because they've already read the Substack piece time. Fair. I mean, we're, we're assuming a lot. I think a lot of people see... Ty Windish dip the pen. I'm clicking off, but fine, fair. Let's let's go the Rohan show. I welcome everyone to the Rohan show. Take it away. So my number one uh, player again. These are only from players that Ty had mocked on his big board players. Should we share the list first or no? Yes. Okay. So quickly, Here, let's just go based on your list. Yeah, yeah. I'll just run down my order. So EJ Liddell, Walker Kessler, Christian Braun, Kennedy Chandler, Terry Tari Eason. I think. And actually, sorry, it's Christian Brown, not Braun. It's spelled Braun, pronounced Brown. Uh, Christian Coloco, Jalen Williams, Dalen Terry, Mar- Marjan Bochamp, Nikola Jovic, and Patrick Baldwin Jr. Yes, that is the list. And number one on my big board is Christian Coloco. Really? So we yes. have the centers flip-flopped. I have actually been literally pestering random people to ask them why they have these two ordered the way that they are. I thought they were fairly close, although I ended up having Kessler like three spots higher. Why do you like Coloco so much? Well, you start off with the pros. Like I just broke down pros and cons. What easy big. He's not like an undersized big. He's a solid like 6'11", 220. Still has room to grow. Only 22 years old. But again, that's a little older for a draft prospect. But uh, compared to what the Bucks like to do, it's right in their sweet spot. Um uh, He's a great defender already, great in the paint, great as a help defender, very switchable. He's comfortable switching out on the perimeter. He's a great, great finisher. He has soft touch, soft hands, but he's also capable of rising up and throwing it down. Uh, he has good passing vision, even though he wasn't asked to do a lot of that in college. Uh, but he was, when he was, he was able to draw sort of backline defenders uh, with his uh, ball handling ability and just sort of you know make good dump off passes. Where you get into the cons, it's very evident right away, right? He's not hes not a threat from distance, not the greatest shooter of all time. Uh, he is, what did he shoot? 72.2% from the free throw line junior year, which does give me some encouragement considering that was up from 55% his freshman and sophomore year. I use free throw percentage a lot because I feel like that's a decent indicator of how people are going to perform at the NBA level. Uh, I don't really take like college three-point percentage into effect that that much considering it's a different distance it's a different field different floor uh so free throw he was able to improve his mechanics uh and he's still kind of raw that could be looked at as a pro that could be looked at as a con but he does have room to develop 
And I think the base there is already super solid. He can sort of be that Brooke Lopez successor, but he also has room to get better. And like I said, the switchability is very, very, very uh, important to me as we move forward with this Bucks team. But Ty, tell me what you think about Christian Coloco. Uh, it's almost hard for me to have the – and I almost want to just turn this now into Coloco versus Kessler because they are the two true bigs that we, we considered, I think, that I, that I would at least call true bigs, like drop center kind of bigs, both like seven-foot-ish huge guys. So I saw Coloco as probably more switchable than Kessler. I saw the same thing you did with regard to free throw percentage, and that was a big plus for me with Coloco. He also got to the line more than Kessler did. Um, Kessler took like 23s, I think, his sophomore year, his last year, uh, and made barely any. He shot 20% on them. So between that and the free throw, you wouldn't expect either, honestly, to be much of a shooter, but Coloco at least has the free throw. I, I just, the fact that he's already 22, I don't love. A raw 22 year old in itself is not the most promising uh, formula, I guess, for long-term NBA success. I don't think it would be a bad pick, but I have kind of seen, I think, Coloco is starting to slip, maybe for that reason. Also, the sample is just pretty limited. I mean, you look at his freshman and sophomore seasons, he was like two points and then five points. The same is true of of Kessler, but I, I just it's a little worrying that it took him so long to become a, a force at Arizona. But I, well, I, do I mean, think, he, he didn't start playing basketball until he was like 16. Yeah, I saw he went to Sierra Canyon, um, which is obviously a good place to go. I, I get it. I get it. You know, we've certainly seen players like this succeed. I'm not saying he he for sure won't. But a big man from Cameroon who hasn't played basketball that long. Did someone say Embiid? Did Embiid play in college? Yeah, he played in Kansas. That's what I thought. Let's look at Joel Embiid's Kansas stats and uh, and see how they compare to uh, Coloco. I think it's going to be quite the difference. I was kidding, but go off. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I just I, I just wanted – I mean, the, the, the thing about the pod is there are people who will hear that and be like, no, that's a great point, Rohan. He's literally Embiid. It uh, was a great point. It was not. Embiid played one year and averaged 11 and 8 uh, on 23 minutes a game despite, you know – having like no back, no legs, etc. All this stuff Embiid deals with. Um, I, I don't know. I like Kessler too. I Maybe I even dropped him too far. I feel like I might have gotten influence from outside. Like I said, I just keep seeing him drop it. He keeps seeing him dropping in boards. But I think I went with Kessler higher. The block numbers are just freaking insane. And I think I don't think Coloco is that much more mobile. I think he is, but I don't think it's a crazy difference um so that's why he, I had he is more mobile and he is more physical yeah i think that's fair the, the age scares about, me let's talk about walker kessler right i now. know it won't, it won't scare third john horse but it scares me yeah walker kessler was third on my board oh okay uh, so again i had a tough time sort of telling the difference between the two but my thing with why i wanted like why i dropped walker kessler is one, he's also an awful shooter and has yeah. shown no improvement whatsoever. Uh, he like he struggles a lot in terms of like actually getting to his spots. He has, I went to the, I literally wrote no bag under my cons. Like yeah. he, he just, he doesn't, he doesn't have a bag. Uh, like Cooper Twitter is going to be all over him. Uh, 
but like good he's he's younger relatively young he's almost 21 years old uh but i don't know just like he's not he's not as, as switchable like you can't switch him onto guards like you would coloco uh he's just gonna get cooked on the perimeter uh, if you want him to just like excel as a drop defender, sure, he can do that. But I think Coloco offers more tools. That is what I want, though. And that's why I had Kessler second is I want the drop defender, man. I mean, we've seen Brooke can go out to the perimeter a bit, and that's good. And I think eventually maybe maybe Kessler could as well, though I'm certainly not going to project him to be a five-out kind of player. But I just feel like I don't know if it's every draft you get a guy who you're like, oh, yeah, he would just be a great drop center falling right into your projected range with the Bucks pick. And I think it's probably not a coincidence. Right before we started recording, I checked the latest Ringer, which is just a couple days old, and ESPN, which is a bit older. And both of them mock Walker Kessler to the Bucks, which probably is. I'm going to guess not Intel at this point, although you never know. Um, we'll see what happens draft day. I'll never forget Thon Maker just shooting up boards right to 10, like right before the draft. And we were like, oh, no, this is not This is not a guess. Hey, don't don't you disrespect my boy. Don McCurr, I should say. Yeah, don't don't you talk don't you talk smack about that. Um, but I do think just the the fit as a drop defender makes so much sense for for Kessler, and I'm fine if he's a little worse at other things. Four point six blocks per game in twenty five minutes. He just swats everything. But that that's easy to do when you're a seven footer in college. It was it wasn't for Coloco. Well, Coloco's not a seven footer. I thought he was at the sports ref has them both at seven one. Oh, I think Coloco's a bit shorter. He might be. Who knows with listing? They're they're both very big humans. Was my was one of my takeaways. Although I think Kessler does have like twenty pounds. I don't know. I think he's a lot. Uh, certainly, way more limited on offense than than. Uh, I think that he's more limited than Coloco. He's way more limited than a Brook Lopez for sure. Uh, he's a really good role finisher, which I don't know how useful the Bucks would, how much use the Bucks would get out of that. But he shot 70% from two, still shoots nearly 61% from the field, despite missing all of his threes. And he didn't take that many, but it was still a not insignificant portion of his shots. 1.5 threes per game, basically eight shots per game for Kessler. So I, I think certainly the tools are limited offensively, and that would be the hardest part to figure out. And that is ultimately why I moved him off of one on my list. But I just really like the defensive potential for a team that loves the drop. And I think especially get him working with Brooke Lopez for a year or longer, but at least a year. And I really like the kind of player you could get long term as your starting center, even if he's not your finishing center, which I think some people would be disappointed by that with this pick. I don't know. I think that's a pretty damn useful player at 24 overall. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's fine. I think it's funny that we both went with centers. Yeah, uh, at the top, near the uh, top for me, at the top for you. Let's. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Let, let's have Eugene. Who you split. got? Walk, walk, yeah. Kessler, Christian Kolek. I was about to mention as well. I think um, I would pick a center as well uh, for the for my first uh, choice. I haven't ranked my picks. Uh, but if I did, I think I would have uh, either um, Kessler or um, Coloco. Uh, I think I would prefer. Um, I like both of them because you don't find um, true bigs really easily. Kessler is a true big. Uh, I'm not sure about Coloco. I think Coloco is a little smaller. But uh, I like um, I like some things in both of them. Um, in Coloco, I like his uh, his switchability. He um, he does this uh, great, but 
some of uh, some of Kessler's uh, defensive stats are incredible. Uh, his blocks, uh, for example, I don't know if if that can translate in the NBA. He looks like a guy that needs to put on some uh, weight, needs to put on some muscle, some muscles. Uh, he needs to hit the the weight room with Yanis uh, and Pat. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I think I would prefer um, a guard or a big for. Uh, the 24th pick for the Bucks. So both of these guys would be nice, would be interesting. And especially Kessler, he's a seven seven footer, seven seven foot one, I think. So it's not every day that you get a seven footer uh, with some great um, defensive stats. So yeah, it looks I don't like you have Jordan Tresky in the making, Utah. Yeah, that was some impressive fence sitting, Eugene. So it looks like the Ringer has this might be like combine stats. So they have. Kessler at seven and a quarter inches tall. Let me see if I can find Coloco. I don't he's think he's at six ten point seven five. Oh wow! So he's not t- okay. So they're both listed at seven one. Kessler's pretty close. Coloco, they were like, they were like, yeah, just put down whatever number you want, man. That's three inches off. Like seriously. Yeah. Which yeah. is why it's like he, he plays a little undersized too compared yeah. to Walker. Well, yeah, I was uh, gonna say compared to Walker, but compared to he'd be a top. One percent height for NBA players, or yeah. close. Um, still, two big guys. It's not like you know we're talking about a, a you know six eight center or something like that. I, I do think while Colo- or Kessler is bigger, Coloco is still big. So yeah, I kind of agree with Eugene that I wouldn't be super mad at either. But I do start to worry about pick value, uh, given that I'm seeing Coloco go in like the 30s a lot. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, should we go to number two on my board? Real quick. Yeah. If the Pacers, you're John Horst today. Congrats. If the you all could be you can John all Horst. Be, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, I, I hit my pop filter. Uh, GSPN.info, play the Bucks offseason simulator. You too could be John Horst. This is not part of it yet. Um, the Pacers call you. They say, hey, we'd like to move up a bit. We'll give you 31 and the Cavs' 20, uh, first pick in 23 for 24. What are you saying? Um, so the Pacers are giving me 30 in exchange for 24, 31, what? 31 in exchange for, they're giving what? you 31 and the Cavs first next year for 24. I might take that. I really, I, so if I had to do it before the draft started, I honestly don't know. I think it would really come down to the wire. If I could see the board, I think that that makes the decision a lot different. Fair. That's fair. If my top two are gone, I take that in a heartbeat. Yeah. Because that's just good asset management. And I think we talked about this last year, but 31 is a nice contract to have. You can actually save some money off rookie scale, although you lose some team control for that too. Hmm. But I think you could totally get Coloco at 31. So like your perfect draft, you do that. You pick up Coloco at 31. You sign him to a two or three year deal if you want to use part of the MLE. And then you get another first pick next year, which could be super beneficial. Exactly. Anyway, okay, yeah, that's on your board. Oh, go ahead, Eugene. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think I, I would consider that. Yeah, but not before the draft, for sure. Yeah. Okay, number two on my board, Ty. You're gonna love this. Marjan Bochamp. Wow, really? I, yeah. I would be stunned if the Bucks took him. To be honest with you. Why do you say that? He's so raw. I just he's younger. I think, uh, and I just thought. He did not show he's me enough. He's almost 22. 
Is he really almost 22? So he's not younger. But I think he just seems so theoretical. And I don't want the Bucks to take him because I, I think he might be good. It's not that I don't I don't see the vision with Bochamp. I don't think he would ever play. And I feel like we've just seen this movie with too many Bucks prospects who were like, oh, yeah, there might be something there. And I think Wara pro- might have played the most or had the most actual opportunity out of like the Wara, Sterling, Brown group. I know Sterling played in the playoffs a little bit, but it felt like never really had a consistent role. And I could just see Bochamp, like, or Bochamp, Bochamp. Um, like, I think there'd be some flashes, but I just, if the team is fairly healthy and there were some vets, I'm just not sure Bud would ever play him. And it would just feel like the classic, frustrating, like, he gets one of his team options, but not both picked up, and he doesn't really play. And then he goes to the Raptors, and everyone's like, oh my God, what a reclamation project this is. I don't know. I, I, if, he, if he showed me more on-ball creation, or shooting, I think I'd be more in. The fact that I didn't see enough of either makes me just worry that he wouldn't be productive enough early. And I kind of want someone who can play a little bit to start. Okay, so let's let's dive into who this guy is. He's yeah. uh, just a just over 6'5", 200 pounds, uh, almost 22 years old. Uh, he's athletic. He is like he plays like a wing, not like a guard, but he has a great handle. Uh, he's capable of playing off ball in terms of coming off different actions and like being able to be a secondary or tertiary creator. He's a good on-ball defender. He is a good off-ball defender. He's an intelligent defender. He is uh, a, like he has a good wingspan, but he's also capable of fighting through screens in the sense that he's a very intelligent defender. Um, and you said he struggles as a shooter, which is fair. He has struggled as a shooter. The mechanics are there, though. Like when you watch his jumper, it looks fluid. It looks quick. It looks crisp. And... Uh, so I think the tools are there. He did better in high school than he did with the Ignite team. Uh, but I think I think there's something there. I've talked about before that I want someone on this Bucks team who's just an athlete. This dude's an athlete. Like, if he can actually develop under, you know, just Box University. Uh, is that what, Are we still calling it then? What did you What did you call it? Box? Box University? I think we're just going with Wing University. Wing University? Yeah, okay. Wing U. If he can actually develop through a Wing University, that'd be incredible. Can you imagine this guy just being – he could be better than what Pat is now because he has a better handle. He has a better sense of the floor, a better vision. And he also has the tools that Pat has. He can be a great shooter. He can be a good, strong defender. I like the vision. I just – I want players who are a little closer. And that's why – that's really the bottom of my list is pretty much all guys who are like – you can see like, yeah, their their 90 percentile outcome is – you'd love to have that guy at 24. But I just don't know what the percentage is they actually get there and most crucially with the Bucks. And I think the Pat one is interesting because, you know, it's hard to not invoke Pat when you talk about young unfinished product wings because that's the – that's what you dream about, right? And the Bucks did it once with one with one unfinished wing player and so far really only one. I mean, Chris developed too, but in the Bud era primarily, it's been Pat is the guy who's really come along. And it's kind of interesting. This could almost be like a – maybe this is a post-draft, post-free agency, like the real meat of the offseason pod. But why did Pat work? Why did Pat get to play at first when he really wasn't that good of a shooter? Is it just – defense and effort or the rebounding or what is it exactly i'm not even sure but i think 
you need to find enough of it, which is why I have a player who kind of reminds me a bit of Pat pretty high on my board because I think it would be easy. I'm intrigued by by Beauchamp, and I, I, if they drafted him, I think I'd be excited because I think it would signal to me that they feel good about him being the second guy to graduate from Wing U truly with the Bucks. Uh, I just – I don't know. I'm just not sure I see it. It's just I, I'm playing potentially. Yeah. And you got to take these risks when you're like this sort of a Bucks team, right? Like if you're talking about the guys like Sterling Brown, like Jordan Wara, who didn't work out, why would you go down that same path again? At least try and get someone It's like, oh, this guy could pop, especially in a great system. Like he's going to be learning defense, like how to, how to navigate screens through Drew Holiday. He's going to be learning offensive uh, role play through uh, Pat Connaughton. He's going to be learning how to get shots off off the dribble from Chris Middleton. Like, come on, this is a great situation for good players to be uh, to be, you know, sort of coming up in. And I say uh, what I like about him, what I really like about him is his athleticism. And we were talking during the season that we did not have a lot of athletic wings, a lot of players that could, you know, Poster uh, or uh, just jump high, high enough to grab a rebounder and uh, do some of the stuff that uh, it's needed because they had the Bucks had um, an, an, a roster with um, older players, experienced players, and, and so when you have that, you add experience. You add some things like this, but uh, you like uh, other things. And athleticism is huge in, in, in the NBA today. So what I like him is about him is his athleticism, but I'm not convinced. Uh, by his shooting. Um, I don't think he has um, a lot to show other than his athleticism, but I agree with Rohan. If you you can trust him, you can work on him, and you might have you might get a lot of great work out of him. So you never know with this type of guys. Yeah, I, I think what's funny about you mentioning, you know, Sterling and and uh, Wara is it feels like they're kind of chasing the high of Brogdon with some of these older players who have played a few years. And I think that is the right – it's a good idea. I won't say the right idea, like there's only one good idea with drafting. But I think it is a good idea to look for players like that. And I do think Brogdon was – I mean, not that – he was older. He was a super old rookie. and I, They shouldn't necessarily always take really old rookies. But he was very polished when he came out. And I do think – I, I kind of disagree. I think going for guys like that is just fine. Even if they're already closer to their ceiling, if their floor and ceiling are are pretty darn high overall, I don't have an issue with that. I would not be mad if the Bucks did but take a 22-year-old. Even, even the Brogdon thing, it didn't work out. You left. Yes, it did. Well, that 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 doesn't mean the pick didn't. That was a great pick. Oh, it, it was a great pick, yes. Yeah, so you're, you're that, I don't I'm think... I'm talking about long-term process. But that's not... I, I think that's an unreal... That's a different issue. That's fair. That's a That's different fair. issue. I just, I don't know. I see, I see guard with seven, like guard forward with like seven, one wingspan and get very excited. That's fair. No, I, I, but I just think like if they draft Brogdon this year, they're going to win a couple titles before they let him leave again. Yeah. I mean, if, if someone the, walks in the, the door. the Pacers call, you just trade for Brogdon. I just, I mean, the, the money doesn't work. I know. That's why you got to draft. That's honestly, I've been thinking about this. I think you can probably you, – you have a shot to win a title if you just like improve a bit around the margins and bring everyone back and stay healthy. I think you have a shot to be like a special team going forward if you can bring in a guy better than Brooke. That's like the – that's the line for the Bucks, right? You expect everyone they bring in, or at least I do, 
we should probably expect them to be worse than Brooke Lopez to not be the fourth best player on the team. If they can find someone better, or Brooke Pat, whatever you want to decide that line is, if they can find someone better, whether it's really nailing this pick, I don't know how they'd find that player in free agency. My guy John Wall, maybe, who knows? Um, that's where I think that this next year could get really like, oh man, what do they do here? So drafting Brogdon right now would be a fire. If they found that result, that'd be great at 24 to me. But um, we'll just agree to agree, agree to disagree on Marjan. Okay. I'll agree to agree with you as well. We can do that. We're, uh, we're, we're both up, high on the big, so that's good. We are. Uh, next up on my list, number four overall on my big board. Dale and Terry. I'm shook by your order and some of the guys, The actually one guy you're dropping in particular. Yeah, we'll get to it. I know who you're talking about. So tell me about Evan Terry. I mean, Dale and Terry. <laughs> I, see, I see the vision there. You're like, but would you say no to Evan Turner on this Bucks team? Like yes. prime Evan Turner? Yeah. Why? I, I don't love the fit. Why? The thing about even like Bochamp going back to that of like the part of his upside is like handling the ball. I don't know. Would this guy really handle the ball that much? I suppose if he's if he's good it's at like it off you're, rip. You're comfortable when if the ball gets to him, you're comfortable with them making a play. I think that's it. You want people capable of dribbling ball, not necessarily like, oh, we're going to put this guy in positions where it's like, oh, okay, he's going to be the guy running the actions. It's going to be if the ball gets to him, are you comfortable with him making a play? And if not, he's not going to be playable. Yeah. That's that's the thing. So with Dale and Terry, you get a guy who's younger. He's sub 20. He's 19 years old right now. Which John Horace is throwing this card out of the room, saying no shot. Uh, he is like a lot of the players who have are super high for me. Great on and off ball defender. He's a decent enough shooter. I might be pulling a number 37 in my justification here by saying he's shooting near 37% on spot up threes. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I might've just talked myself out of it right now. That's the, that's the thing with that. And the, he is tiny dude, not height wise, but strength wise. Yeah. Six, six sub 200. I mean, I trust the Bucks training staff. Yeah. He needs Suki, Pat and Giannis for sure. I trust them enough where it's like, if you can get a guy with a solid frame, they can, do work with it and get this guy to where he needs to be. So I'm not super worried about that. I'm more worried about like, is he too bad of a shooter? Yeah. Is he, does he struggle too much getting to his spots? Is he just genuinely not strong enough? Is he not capable of putting on more muscle? That's what I'm concerned about. That's why, you know, he's below Bochamp for me because I feel like those guys are sort of similar builds. But in the sense that uh, Terry's younger, but he has a lot more question marks in terms of his development track. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. 
That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, yeah, I think, uh, you know, overall kind of quiet college production, which I know is certainly far from an end-all, be-all, but it's something I kind of look at uh, just to see, like, what a player has been able to to do so far when you're looking at, you know, this is the probably the premium player acquisition vehicle for the Bucks, a team certainly aiming to contend. I, I do want someone who's proven their production more. It's not like Terry did nothing, but it's just somewhat quiet, younger player, the shot is a question mark concerns me a little bit. Like you don't, you don't want a guy. The problem with the the Evan Turner idea is like, okay, if Giannis is kicking him the ball out to him, he doesn't want to shoot open threes, and he's now driving into a bunch of defenders who are, are coalesced around Giannis and Brook. That's a that's obviously not ideal. So I don't love the fit. I like a big playmaker. You know the the hundred percentile result is like probably Iguodala. Evan Turner is the pretty good result. The bad result is like Denzel Valentine, which nobody wants. Um, he's probably going to be better. He's de- better defensively than Denzel. I shouldn't say that, but um, just ragging on Denzel. <laughs> hey, man, he scored two more points per game this year than Ben Simmons. I'll say that much. I was arguing. I, it wasn't even arguing, but I was looking at years where the 14th pick was better than the first pick as part of a bit today in one of my group chats, and two years. Uh, in recent memory, it's happened, but okay. Denzel versus Ben is not one of the years I'm counting, by the way. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I, just, I don't actually believe that. I don't know what's happening, but that uh, was a journey. That, that's uh, unless Eugene has a thought on uh, on Terry, we can go to your next player. I, I don't, I don't have too many more thoughts on aspirations of Evan Turner. Um, <laughs> I, I like him. I think he's um, he's big for a guard, and I think I actually think Bud would like him too, because Bud prefers bigger guards, and the backs have some big guards. And for example, let's see at the uh, playoffs, uh, he was picking George Hill uh, instead of Carter. Uh, fans were going crazy, but he did. I think he likes big uh, big guards, and I think. He can um, he can become something. He can have a role similar to George Hills. Um, I don't know about his uh, his shooting though. Uh, not not something to uh, go crazy about. And um, he also needs a lot of strengthening, as you mentioned. Um, he I don't think he's on the top of my list, but I like uh, a couple of characteristics uh, of his. And I think he would actually fit in their in their system. Yeah. It's a good point okay. on big guards. Yeah, it is. Uh, next up on my list is Christian Brown. Ah, I just pulled up his uh, his sports reference. I had a feeling. Uh, not just because it'd be cool to see another uh, Milwaukee athlete wearing B-R-A-U-N on the back of their jersey. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, shout out. Yeah. Uh, check out Cruising for a Bruising, by the way. Also, check out gspnstore.com if you're watching this on YouTube. Um, hey. Or just anywhere. <laughs> or if you're, if you're not. You know, <laughs> no, it's like I, I showed something. Yeah, so yeah. check <laughs> check that out. Uh, it's great. But, I confirm. <laughs> uh so we got another another guy who's around like the six five six six range uh 205 pounds he's 21 years old he's a good defender he's athletic he has solid passing vision he uh fits the mold of uh pat Connaughton, dante divincenzo grayson allen uh sort of build uh <laughs> i think he- so- I think he plays like Pat, but he looks like Grayson is my take. I think, and he, he, has, I think he looks like all three of them. And he has the, the resume of Dante. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's fair. Uh, which is, it's good. You, you can't, you can't get, uh, you can't have too many wings who are athletic and are capable of shooting well. That's just something where it's like, if that's a guy, you're like, yeah, I wouldn't feel terrible about that bit. Yeah. What's what concerns me a bit is even though he has like solid shooting uh, chops, his jumper is a little bit slow, which concerns me because it's like, how is that really going to translate to the game where defenders are a lot quicker in terms of their rotations? How are you going to work on like coming off pin downs or anything like that? There's a reason he didn't run a lot of those in college is because it's tough for him to get those types of shots off with his jumper. And especially the guy who's shooting like 73 percent from the free throw line. Just someone whose build is like a shooter uh, as one of their strengths, that scares me when it's slow and it doesn't translate to the free throw line. He also does not really have that much of a game inside. He's not really a great finisher, uh, though I know you've talked about in your Substack article about like, oh, we, we used to knock Pat for his finishing, but then he uh, managed to clean that up. We still need to figure out what Pat did last offseason to finish really well, like this last season. Bought a bunch of condos and... Yeah, maybe maybe that's it. Maybe uh, the strength to go out and re refinish his new uh, apartment complexes is just like, <laughs> oh yeah, this is how you finish a layup. Like I don't know, I tried. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this this I might I might have him too high here. I feel I the same like, way a little bit. I like the the archetype of player, just like a, an athletic wing, but he doesn't really excite me too much. He kind of he kind of excites me. I, I mean, it's a it's a boring-ish pick. It would be a very Bucksy pick, an older player who excelled in the national championship game, all that. But I think he's, he's quite the player. Yeah, he's quite the player. Uh, he's a good rebounder. He shot really well from the field overall and from two, despite not being a great finisher. I think the same way that you would bank in some strength improvements, I think the Bucks would probably help out a little bit with the shot. I think... Honestly, as funny as it may sound, like working with Pat Connaughton, we're hoping that he resigns, would probably be great for Brown because I think Pat's form has gotten a lot quicker and more streamlined. And clearly that work, I don't know how much the Bucks were involved there, but clearly Pat would be able to impart some wisdom. I think the fact that he's not just a guy who shoots, he's a very athletic player who has a jumper makes me a little less worried about the, the exact shot mechanics concerns. Like if he was an okay athlete who shot like this and be like, yeah, okay. Not as interested. I think what's funny is you read like the breakdowns or watch the scouting report videos or whatever. And it'll be like, Oh, he's going to struggle to become a creator in the half court. And it's like, is that really what you're looking for? If you draft Christian Brown, I don't care. I, I don't ever want him trying to create in the half court. I'm fine. If he never does that, he's a menace in transition, which is good. I think 
as effective as a lot of the Bucks are around Giannis in transition, I feel like there's not that many guys who will take the ball and pound it for the Bucks in transition outside of Giannis. So adding another one of those would be a nice thing, I think. And I like the shot. I, I like the fact that you can see kind of the role he would step into already. I think you could project him to probably be a better defender than Grayson at some point, hopefully. He does have a minus wingspan of an inch, which sucks. I think if he had a big wingspan, I'd be a lot more excited. Um, I could see myself moving him down my my board as we get closer to the draft, but I do think like a safe, solid pick I would not be upset with. Uh, I think he looks like people compare him to Pat Connaughton, but I think he actually, um, I think Grayson is closer to him than Pat is. Um, but if you draft him, then you have three similar players. Um, that's what uh, doesn't sit uh, well with me because maybe you do. Let's let's see how this off season goes. Could be oh. only one of those guys after after this off season. But yeah. I, I see. Yeah, I see what you're that, saying. Go ahead. Yeah, that's a huge possibility. But let's assume they keep Grayson because he has a contract at the end of the, at the end yeah. of the day. So I think it doesn't make make a lot of sense getting a guy uh, there with similar characteristics to Pat and Grayson. Um, yeah, I'm not, um, I don't love, I don't love uh, him as a player, but I think he can, if he can learn from Pat, uh, he can, he can become great. He can become a Kevin Herder, Herder, am I pronouncing, pronouncing it right? Yeah. The Hawks, uh, yeah. He this can is become, as out as you've been on any of these guys, I think. Yeah, yes. Um, because Simply because I think we have similar players. Uh, he doesn't um, offer anything different. For example, uh, um, great defense or uh, crazy athleticism, like some guys that we talked about before. So, yeah. He can become a Kevin Herder, but he can become a Dante DiVincenzo very easily. And I don't think if we can experience a second uh, Dante around here... Uh, as long as he doesn't tweet at me, I think I... I don't know. It's not a bad <laughs> result with a 24th pick, but I see what yeah. you're saying. Uh, John Hollinger is super high on Dante. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. $15 million a year for Dante DiVincenzo. <laughs> it would be hilarious. Uh, that's that's too funny. Next up, next up on our list, what number are we at? Six? Yeah, sixth overall on my big board is Tari Eason. Oh, my... Is this a bit? No. I don't do understand how far EJ Liddell is dropping. We'll talk about it. Oh my goodness. We'll talk about it. Uh, Tari Eason. He's a little bit bigger. He's like 6'8", 220 pounds, uh, 21 years old, an insane, insane defender on and off ball. He thrives also in the open floor in terms of like, if you can run out on the break, he is going to like cause havoc getting to the rim. He's so long. He's so athletic. I think he's, he's also capable of kicking it now. Go ahead. So sorry, I think he's the most athletic of the eleven players in the open court. Yes, yeah, in my opinion, yeah. Uh, but that sort of can play. I also wrote uh, in my pros. I literally wrote, he go he got that dog in him. <laughs> <laughs> he he does like he he plays with an intensity where you're like yeah, you want this guy on your team. I feel like he's going to project to be one of those guys where it's like you hate playing against him, but if he's on your team, you will love it. I'm not saying he's going to be like Kyle Lowry or Marcus Smart. But he has the capability of playing like one of those guys in terms of intensity, in terms of effort, in terms of just like uh, 
getting in the opposing team's head. I think he can do that. Uh, where you start start to lose it a little bit is like he has kind of a loose handle. You don't really want him dribbling the ball for prolonged periods of time, uh, which is, you know, if, if all the time he's going to be handling is in the open court, that's fine. I'm fine with that. But he can develop it. Uh, I also, he plays well as a center, uh, which is kind of tough considering he's not even six, uh, he's like six, seven, six, eight, and he's kind of, it's kind of skinnier. Like that's going to be tough in the NBA. Like you can, you can get away with that sort of stuff in college because you have overwhelming athleticism, but at the NBA level, I don't necessarily know how that's going to translate. And even at the collegiate level, he struggled with fouls. That's going to be a tough, tough scene in the NBA. Uh, for Eason, considering, like like I just said, he's going to be like a lot smaller than a lot of the players he's going to be going up against. But I do think the athleticism, uh, just the defensive prowess is there. And that's that's the upside pick in terms of uh, like, can you develop an offensive game for this guy uh, while also having the skill of defense already there? That's that's the question. Do you want to do you want to actually like sort of get a guy who doesn't have much of an offensive skill set, but is also like an elite defender? Or do you want to sort of a mix of both from the jump? Yeah, he does have a, a strong wingspan. For me, I think the main issue with, with Eason was I just don't know what he's going to do on the Bucks on offense. Like I think defensively for sure, like it, it's all there. And I think there is a lazy Kawhi Leonard comp you could make here just because he has his hands are almost as big as Kawhi's, and Kawhi has insane hands. So does Eason for his height. I think it's you know he's going to be a weapon in transition. He's going to be, I think, a very strong defender at at the very strong like at the minimum. I would be shocked if he did not become a good NBA defender or above average at least. I just don't know what he's going to do on offense. I, the shot is like questionable. The handle is questionable. I just feel like a player like that, you know, when you go small, it's easier. And we've certainly seen the Bucks accommodate players who aren't great shooters before. But I just don't know if if you're a little worried about him being like the, like you can't say stretch four, but the power forward with Giannis at the five. I just don't know what the role really is. Like if he's not going to be one of your two quote unquote bigs, I don't know if he's going to provide enough offensively. So that's my biggest concern with him. But I mean – I like this as a project better than Bochamp. Like I think I think I see it more here and I like the tools a lot. And if he did become like a 37% free throw shooter, then it's like okay, this is like a, a Grant Williams-ish kind of player, which is That's a 37% free throw shooter. Oh, sorry, three-point shooter. <laughs> if he becomes a 37% free throw shooter, then uh I'm going to see him in Oshkosh a lot. You might not even see him in Oshkosh tie. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good point. Come on. I'm excited for the herd this season, though. You know what player he reminds me of? Who? Jaden McDaniels. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's probably a good comp. He's less polished on the offensive end, obviously. But just the, the defensive skills are there. And it's not like McDaniels is like a, like a star on the ball or anything. But yeah. if he can become that sort of player, that'd be that'd be kind of cool. But would that player help the Bucks that much? I don't know. That's the question. Because I mean, like with Cat and and D'Lo and Ant. I mean, Ant's not a great shooter, but I feel like Cat is one of those players who's just like spacing is just so much easier and different because he doesn't need to be obviously anywhere near the paint to be effective. 
I don't know. That's again, that's my hang up. I just think it's not that I don't think Tari Easton's going to be a good player. I just don't know if he's going to be a good player within the box. That's fair. I think that's fair. Yeah, I, I he's one of the guys that I haven't really checked on, but um, from what I've seen, I, I know that he's athletic. As I said before, I would love for the Bucks to get an athletic guy this uh, in this draft. Um, now, yeah, I get the concerns about his offensive role. If they give Bobby, then he can play in some schemes with Yanis as a he as a four and Yanis as a five, and um, uh, play some nice defense. But I don't know how they can work out his his offense out. Um, uh, I don't think he was a great three point shooter, around thirty five percent, right? Yeah, I think like 36 his second year. 36, yeah. Yeah, 35.9, um, 24% his first year. But it's kind of funny. He shot 57% from free throw as a freshman in Cincy and then 80% his, his sophomore year. So whichever of those numbers ends up being more accurate is going to say a lot about Tari Eason's uh, potential, I think. Yeah, and free throws are uh, an indicator, I think, uh, for what – He's going to sit later in mid range uh, in the mid range area. Yeah, at least it can be an indicator. Um, yeah, he he. I think he's an interesting project, as you mentioned, Ty. Um, he's certainly an interesting choice. I wouldn't pick him necessarily, but I can see why uh, the Bucks could do something like that. He's the most PJ Tucker esque player. Is he? Uh, I think out of these 11, it's close. I'd say yeah. Yeah. Okay, Rohan. Okay. Next up is Jalen Williams. No way. What? Come on. Oh, my God. Let's (laughs) let's just get through Jalen Williams. I I don't even have that much (laughs) on Jalen Williams. So Jalen Williams, another 6'6 guy. He's a little strong, a little more weight, 235 pounds, 21 years old. Great handle, great as a playmaker, but he's also capable of playing off ball, which is going to be a lot of his uh, role if he was to be a Milwaukee Buck. Uh, One thing I love about Jalen is that he is a great cutter. Uh, That is one thing I've uh, wanted on the Bucks for a long, long time. Someone who is really, really intelligent in terms of reading defenses and knowing where to position themselves. He is great at that. He's also an engaged defender. Uh, That doesn't necessarily mean he's the best defender because he can get... uh, Beat off the dribble a little bit because he doesn't have much of a burst. Uh, he's not an app, like a super athlete or anything. Uh, so he can sort of get uh, beat off the dribble in that sense, uh, lost defensively that sense. It's not going to be lost in terms of – you're not going to get beat – like he's not going to beat you on defense by, uh, you know, like getting lost or being inattentive or anything. It's literally going to be physical capabilities. That's what's going to lose him, uh, which is why he's super low uh, on my board. In the sense that, you know, he's he can be a good defender. I think the offensive upside is really promising in the sense that he can have the ball in his hands. He cannot have the ball in his hands. And either way, he's going to be very, very effective. Just the vision, the court vision is there. Uh, like the basketball IQ is off the charts. So that's, that's the upside there. Uh, but just like a lack of a burst is really the downside there. Yeah, I certainly agree. I think I, I, I generally like taking bets on players like this who, you know, from the wing position can can pass the ball. It basically a two assist to turnover, which is pretty, pretty darn strong, especially considering the scoring he did 
His effect, his efficiency from two has been consistent. Was not playing the highest level of competition at Santa Clara. It is worth saying, but the tools are there. I think for me, I have him fairly low. A combo of the burst thing, which you just never know how much that will impact a player, especially like I said, if he is at Duke or whatever and going up against at least better NCAA guys, I think I'd buy in a little more. It's a slightly bigger question mark for me playing in the West Coast Conference. I mean, you get Gonzaga, but after that, it's you know not the best teams. They're going up against Portland and San Diego and whatever else. Um, the other thing for me is the shot, which is why I dropped him a bit. It looked really good his junior year from all sorts of different looks, but a guy who shot 35% his freshman year then 27% on less volume. He missed. Or didn't play as many games his sophomore year. And then 39.6 this year. So maybe he's just discovered something. He's been a pretty good free throw shooter all along. Maybe that's just here to stay. Um, I think he is a good shooter. I'm just not 100% sure. So that combined with the pop issues just made me question him a little bit. But I would like the upside on this gamble for Milwaukee. I think he – isn't he a good cut and shoot uh Three-point shooter. percent on catch and shoot threes. Yeah, that's that's great. Um, he uh, this could work out for the Bucks. Uh, I mean, he's uh, catch and shoot uh, three-point shooting. Um, but um, yeah, as you mentioned, uh, I would be a little concerned of his uh, uh, lack uh, of quickness. Um, but uh, I, I've seen him play. Uh, not 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 seen him play live, but. Um, I saw some mock drafts, and I think he's higher. He they have him around fifteen to sixteen. The ringer, I think, has him um, eighteen. Yeah, they um, have him eighteen right now. To what team is this to? I don't know. Somewhere. It's weird because they value him uh, pretty highly, um, but um, I don't really see why. Um, I think I would compare him to. OG Anunobi, maybe. Um, not very quick, but um, he can do a lot of uh, a lot of stuff around the court. Um, also, an interesting choice for the backs. Uh, yeah, I think he, he's one of the best choices I think they have. The Bucks are they have a they have a first round pick and might take someone who's uh like OG Ananobi Ananobi. Are we oh, trading God. for Grievous Vasquez again? Don't even bring that up, man. You know, you know I don't want to hear about that about that <laughs> trade ever. Um he is mocked by the ringer 21 to the Nuggets, who would be a fun player to play with Jokic. Would also, I think, be a fun player to play with Giannis. I I I could see myself moving up Jalen a spot or two. Someone who can create his own shot. Is really cool. It is nice at this at this uh, at this pick. But I would just like someone who I trust to do it a little bit more. I think. But he did lead his team in assists the last two years, so it's not like he's no slouch with the ball. Yeah, it's just the defense that's concerning to me. Otherwise, he'd be higher because yeah. he has everything else you'd need. It's just the defense. The defense is here. Uh, the issue. Okay, Ty. Let's talk about EJ Liddell. Okay, I was gonna say if you have. If you have Jovic or Baldwin above EJ Liddell, I'm going to flip a table. I could see Kennedy Chandler, who I fell in love with during the, the scout, my very short scouting process. So why do you hate EJ Liddell is my first question. <laughs> my top prospect, to be I clear. Don't, I don't hate him, to be clear. I have no personal qualms with EJ Liddell. I don't I'm think sure that's great clear. Person. 
<laughs> um, so here's the thing, right? Yep. So this guy, very, very small to be playing as a big, six, seven. Uh, he has a clunky handle. He's like I said, he's undersized. From what I've seen from his college, he is relying on overpowering college opponents, which you are not going to be able to do in the NBA. Uh, poor, like 76% from the free throw line does not bode well for his 37.4% from deep uh, this last season, junior year. 76 isn't bad. It's not great. That's about where most players we've looked at have been at. I know, and I've said how I'm concerned about their shot. Okay, fair. <laughs> so that's there. I don't know what he's going to do at the NBA level. I think that despite, I, I don't know. I mean, the shot is certainly, it's, it's a question mark with all these guys. I just found myself buying into it. I like that he has good touch. He has this really weird floater, but he tends to just make them. I mean, he's pretty efficient at Ohio State. 54% from two, 37.5% from three, as you mentioned this last year. But I, I think his offense is sort of a question mark. The reason I like him so much is I think he could figure it out. He see, I mean, he scored 19 and a half a game, and I think a lot of it was from the post. That's bigger. Like, again, yeah. he's, he's a lot of it was post work. What is he going to do that on the bus? No, he's not. He's not going to do that. But I think the fact that he some of it was size, but he also has touch around the basket, which I think can translate to finishing eventually. Sure, but he needs the size to get to those spots, though which he's not going to have. Most players on the Bucks have space to operate in. Like, are you, are we clearing out for EJ Liddell here? No, I'm saying, I'm saying he off a catch, he goes to the rim. I'm not drawing up plays for him. I look at him as an off ball player, but the, the upside is defensive. He is like, he's listed at six, seven. I think his actual height is like six, six. So he's not, he's not very tall. Um, six, five and a half. But he has nearly a seven-foot wingspan. He makes insane chase-down blocks. He's pretty athletic. I think Eason is more athletic, but EJ is is pretty darn athletic as well. And I think Liddell is a very good rebounder who grabbed about eight per game, 2.5 assists. So he moves the ball a little bit, 2.4 turnovers, probably because he's in the damn post all the time. But I see a player who I think would be a great fit with Giannis, mostly defensively to enable those smaller lineups, especially if you can figure out the offense. And at least he's taken some threes per game. He's connected on a decent amount. That's clearly going to be the big swing skill for him. And if he doesn't develop it, he's never going to be an impact player for Milwaukee. But if he does, I think he could have a huge impact. I think I have him first because I think EJ Liddell is an okay three-point shot and decent finishing at the rim away from providing the biggest impact out of any of these players to Milwaukee. I think realistically, like, yeah, okay, if if Bochamp is Paul George Jr., then he's bigger. But I think the realistic development, the 80% result or whatever, I think Liddell has the most to offer. I don't know why I'm just out. It's fascinating to me. When I saw the clips, I was like, this guy would be so fun next to Giannis on defense because he just goes – and gets the basketball, whether it's blocking a shot or grabbing a rebound. And I think the the four or five there would just be monstrous. Again, as with many of these players, offense is the question mark, and it's a significant one. Honestly, almost every player that we're talking about, like it's a lot of defenders, which 
maybe is good for the Bucks keeping the pick. The Bucks like these kind of players. Um, but I am really high on him as a four slash five. I also like his defensive abilities. I think he is an amazing green protector. If you see his videos, you can tell he's had, he has a great uh, footwork, uh, defensive footwork. You can see how he times his blocks. He's really good at that. And especially the, uh, the uh, how do you call it, the, the break, uh, the blocks on the break. Um, uh, again, I, I understand why Rohan has some questions. He's not that big for his position. Um, and I also, I can see him working with Giannis in a smaller, in a smaller uh, lineup, but I don't know how they can use him offensively. Um, he, um, he's also not bad away from the basket. Uh, he's not going to be killed by the, by smaller and quicker guards. Um, I like this about him. So, um, for example, I think he would be better than Portis in this, um, part of his game. But I can see why 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 Rohan has some questions. Um, I think he would be my number one if I had to, to make a list as well. Um, the dub simply because of his defensive um, powers, because uh, he's the first player I think today that we can say that yeah he's a good defender. Uh, so you can trust him to play some defense. Don't know about his offense though. But he can work this out. Um, I think they will have to find some more scoring from, from their guards this season uh, either way. So it will be interesting to see if he can work out uh, with his back team. Again, I think he's going to be drafted, be drafted quickly earlier. But I hope he, he goes uh, to the backs. I... <laughs> So I, I understand why you guys have him so high. Don't get me wrong. I'm not ignorant. Okay. Like I, I understand. You're ignorant. I just okay, sure. Uh tweet a tie saying he's ignorant. Uh, that's how this works, right? Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, I just whenever whenever I see him play, I see a guy who's just it's not gonna thrive at this level. Like the tools are there. I recognize the tools that are there. I just see a lot of him leveraging his size. That's just not going to work. Do you know who else is six foot five ish with a six eleven and a half wingspan, Rohan? Not me. No, I I wish me PJ Tucker. I I, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Uh, do you really think? No, I, I don't think he plays that much like PJ. But I just think that there is some evidence for a player with those measurables. Being able to play big, even if they're not that big by NBA standards. Him, him and who else? Well, I'd have to look through a whole list now. It's, it's unfair to throw the who else. There's a Bucks example. Okay, Pat, but I think... Pat plays bigger than his height. Do you, you want to use Pat in a P.J. Tucker role? No, you're just saying players who can use... What about How tall is Bam? And no, I'm not oh. saying that this... That, uh, Liddell is going to be Bam. Bam is like 6'9 and plays center. Yeah. But Bam's also like defensive player of the year worthy. Yeah. I don't think Liddell will be. And, but I, I, like, and can run an offense. Well, yeah. Again, I'm not comparing them as players. But you just asked for players who are shorter with big wingspans. That's true. Who can okay, that's true. Thrive that's true. physically. 
but those players rely on being superb at what they do. I just don't see that with Liddell. I see the vision defensively, offensively. It would be, I think the best comp with PJ is the similar size and the fact that it's like the defense is great. The offense we need to figure out. That's the, that's, true. that's the end of the PJ comp. I don't think they're the same player, but I think that's the role the bucks would be in with these guys. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, are you happy we got through EJ? You yeah, I have one. Question. I have one more player I really care about. Then we can speed through the last two. I I hope we have the same last two. We might not so actually. Might, we don't. Oh my god. Next is uh, Jovic. I knew you'd have Jovic. Yo, you're gonna have Jovic, Chandler, Baldwin. Yes. You're sick. <laughs> what Jovic? What, really? He's such a good playmaker. I know. Like you have to be really, really good at something. He's really, really good as a facilitator. Like the rest of it's not great. Don't get me wrong. That's why he's so low. But there's like he's already great at something. Yeah. I don't know. I like him too. Thank you. I think I think it's worth the risk. Um, I don't think he can come in and play right away. But when you have a guy that um, has a great background and you look at him and people compare him to Jokic, um, even if he never reaches the potential of Jokic, even if he's at 70% of Jokic's uh, abilities or 65% or 60%, he's still going to be a good player for the backs. Um, I like the risk with these European guys. Um, sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. But when they work, they usually are pretty good, pretty good players. Um, he's a great passer. Um, he can score from mid range as well. Uh, I like him. I think it's the kind of player that it's worth the risk. Certainly, certainly. I just for a guy who you just know is not going to be ready in a year, maybe two years, and maybe he comes over. But I mean, ready to actually play. Uh, I just don't. I just don't. I just don't see the Bucks being able to really get the most out of him. I, I'm going to be interested to watch his career, but it's like, it's like highly touted, probably more skilled, younger Mamu, and we're just seeing like it's been really hard for them. I think to figure out how Mamu fits, and I think it would be with Jovic too. Um, you know who he reminds me of, like in terms of like pick and like where he would go like really well. Who? Uh, Shangun. It's like mm. if you go to a team like the Rockets, yeah. who's like super like they'll take anyone and let them do whatever they want he'd be great for those teams just not on the bucks but i think I he'd do, be I, yeah. he'd ahead. be a fun spur Ooh, they're not one of those teams but they have three first and i think that they'd be fine i mean obviously spurs love euros who can pass that is like literally that's 100 percent jovic right now and that's all that's all that you're getting for sure he but can't, you he can't even that. score like himself he'll, he'll set no. other people up but like it's just like that that's it that's it. You're it, not getting anything else. It'd be crazy <laughs> if the Thunder drafted him at 30, Chet at two, and then they had like a Chet Paku Jovic lineup. That'd be amazing. It would get outscored by a billion. Um, I, I'm intrigued It'd by Jovic. It'd be fun, though. It would be fun. Then they can get Wemby. Oh, God. Wemby is a, a monster. Uh but yeah, second to last penultimate on my board, like you said, Ty, is Kennedy Chandler. Yeah, I'm surprised by this. He's too small. Yeah, 5'11 without shoes. But you're you're going to get picked on no matter what. It's just, yeah. like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm he sorry. But 
Sure, he can fight. DJ Augustine fought. No, that's not. Let's not. I know the Bucks have only had one other tiny point guard in recent memories. Let's not do this. Okay, sure. Like defense wasn't the only problem with DJ Augustine. I know, and that's the that's the difference between the players. Kennedy Chandler, you talked about one skill. The way he finishes, like the the looks he generates, the looks he converts, I should say, at the rim are very intriguing. He gets downhill. He floats it off the glass. He converts. He's young. I don't know. I don't think the Bucks would ever. percent on floaters, though. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the he has to build out his range. That's like if you're if you're that small and you're shooting that poorly on floaters, what do you do? Layups and passing. In the end, at the NBA level, he's not that. Like he, I wrote, he's asked, he's fast as f boy, but like he's not that fast. He's got a good – I don't know. I like him. I liked what I saw. The clips really sold me. It's just like apologies to all the short kings out there, but like just your size just discredits you. It's kind of rude of you. <laughs> it's – I don't know. Like, like I, I recognize you. We love you, just not at this level. Yeah, I think he's too small. Exactly. I don't think Body's ever going to pick a guy like him. I don't either. I don't think they'll ever take him. Uh, I'd be really surprised. He is probably the most likely guy to fall to like 50, and everyone like me is like, how could this happen? It's because he's 5'11", that's how. He's also not a great great pull-up shooter, I no. think. He can't shoot. So, the, that's the big – that the pull-up threes are a huge issue for Small him. guy who can't shoot and can't hit floaters. That's 50% just, that's, from two, though. It's a, that's no a red flag. Dog. He can shoot. He can't sh- shoot pull-up. He shot 38% from three. He's a good catch and shoot player. Do you want a Bucks point guard off the bench shooting pull up threes anyway? Quite honestly, I want them to be able to. Yeah, I guess sixty percent from the free throw line. Also, yeah, it's a concern. He didn't get there very often, which makes sense given the size. It's a small sample. It's all small samples. He only played one year. Uh, small sample because he's yeah, small. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, <laughs> last, last on both of our lists is uh, Patrick Baldwin Jr. Hurts, man. It hurts our boy. Our boy, he went to UW-Milwaukee. Uh, He's going to be the last player on any first-round mock draft to go there after how it went. Yeah, it didn't go great. <laughs> it didn't, I mean, he, he played for his dad. His dad was the coach. His dad, his got dad fired. fired. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, just, a, just a tough scene. Like, this guy is like Michael Porter Jr. If you tried to draw him from memory, like his basketball <laughs> ability. And also just like fully took away his hamstrings, his knees, his back, and just everything. There's so basically you- you're left you're left with the six nine guy who knows how to who knows how to shoot a basketball. Doesn't know how to make it go in, but knows how to shoot it. There's a universe where he is Paul George, but we just don't live in it, I think. There's a lot of universes where he's not Paul George. Uh, yeah. I think there's one where he is. I think like there's some the like the the traits, the tools, whatever, like there's clearly something there that like, oh, yeah, like the way he plays, he should be good. But he's just not. And I just don't think he would ever be on the Bucks. No, just like he's a he's a ball stopper, like ball stopper. Just like, again, is that a product of him playing for his dad in college? Maybe. What a uh, terrible series of decisions went into his year before the draft. Just like. He's not a willing passer, not efficient. Like he can get shot. Like theoretically, he's incredible, right? Because he's six nine, he can get a shot. Is he off literally Jalen Johnson? He might. I was gonna say like a team should do what Atlanta did and take him and put. That's pretty much what you have to do, I think, with Pat Baldwin. Is 
You draft him and you literally just put him on your G League team the whole year because he's not going to be ready to play. But I was like, oh, yeah, Atlanta did that with another player who played in Milwaukee and is, I think, very similar. I think Jalen Johnson's better. Um, unfortunately, just got injured. But, uh, yeah, I think if the Bucks drafted Patrick Baldwin Jr., it would be a disaster. He had, like, one of the, he had like some of the lowest athleticism measures at the Combine ever. Like, his broad jump was comparable to Vucevic. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Look how we massacred no our boy. No burst, no bounce, or any semblance of athleticism whatsoever. Is he still mocked in the first? Probably not. I think he's around 33 or 34. Yeah, he's not 30 in in the mock draft uh, that KOC did. I'll see if – I don't know if their big board goes lower or not. I mean, yeah. Uh, He is 34 on KOC's big board. Yeah, that's honestly a little high. Yeah. The first word is theoretical. I think that describes it. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. I was about, about to mention that. You guys both mentioned the word theoretical, and I would, I couldn't agree more. KOC's big board goes to 38? I guess. Who does a 38-player big board? Uh, Kevin O'Connor. That's such a weird number. KOC, I think he's you added players as he's gone along. I suppose. Okay, it makes sense. I mean, I think I, he started at thirty and added players. I did an eleven-player big board, so I guess I'm not really in a position to to call it out too much. Just, yeah, I I wish he was good, man. I know, but sadly, it's just like, is he current, Michael Porter Jr.? Like, not even, like, drawn from memory, but, like, is he current? Because he can't play. <laughs> I was going to say, I was yeah, if you mean with the injuries, like, factored in, yes, probably. That's uh, sad. If the Bucks who's are going to... Yeah. Who's the guy the, you wish would fall, both of you? I, I don't think it's realistic, but I was literally just about to say before you mentioned that, if there's a player who played college in Wisconsin who the Bucks are going to draft, I'd much rather it somehow be Johnny Davis. That'd be, I was about to say great. the same. Yeah. Uh, and that's yeah. real from Eugene because he's not has no care for Wisconsin college. What I assume, maybe you do. Who knows? I would assume not. Um, I don't think he gets past the Cavs because he's like he'd be a really good Cav. I think I trust his defense a lot, and there's a lot of offense there. But he'd be a really fun pick for the Bucks. I'd say AJ Griffin, wing player. Yes, yeah, scoring wing. Uh, like he's he might. The thing is, he might fall because he has a history of knee and ankle injuries. So there's a chance. Potentially, maybe I doubt it, considering he's mocked usually in the teens. Yeah, ten oh, at I, ten at KOC's big board. Just that'd be that'd be so he'd be so good. He's the prospect I'm the highest on. Mark Williams, the center. Have either of you guys looked at him at all? I keep hearing about Mark Williams. Just I, I love the name Mark Williams. I know. Uh, it'd be fun if a, a nice center prospect fell. Yeah, I just don't see it. Him falling. Yeah, there's gonna be someone though, right? I mean, even we talked about Eugene mentioned a few times, like we don't expect some of these guys to make it to the box. Like Liddell is 18th mocked right now. Jovich 20, Jalen Williams 21. Somebody, somebody that we're looking at is probably multiple players will, but even the ones we don't expect, like I don't think Liddell will be there, but you just never know. Um, or someone else like Ty Ty Washington has really been moving around a lot. That would be kind of a fun, if you're going to talk about point guards, I think that'd be a really fun pick. I don't expect that to happen, but it could. You could? I don't know. Um, I think Lidl, uh, Lidl has, a, has a chance to fall. 
because of his offensive uh, yeah. limitations. Um, Johnny Davis can also drop, but it's not going to be huge, I think. Not that far. Yeah. I would be stunned. I mean, you never know. It's the draft. Crazy stuff happens. But I saw some people having him in the 20s. That would be crazy. Yeah, that'd be that'd be crazy. I'm looking. Mark Williams has a seven seven wingspan. He's oh huge, God. dude. Apparently, he's got yeah, pretty good touch. Yeah, people have been penciling him into Charlotte for forever. But if Charlotte wants to mess around and uh, trade for uh, what's it called, uh, Gobert or uh, Miles Turner, still alive. Oh yeah, yeah. Easy to forget. I was reading the I Drake, about Jake Fisher's piece. Yeah, he's a. Uh, He's building Lego version, like Darth Vader of himself, but it's like his his face on Darth Vader and Legos. Have you seen? Have you guys seen that? No, I, I've seen. It's, it's incredible. I think he's had some sus TikToks. He's had, he's done a lot of sus things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's kind of too out here. I actually don't think I want him on the box. I think I don't want him in Charlotte. <laughs> I don't care about Charlotte. I mean, like, look at what Miles Bridges is doing. That'd <laughs> be a fun collab. That'd be- uh, <laughs> That'd be that'd be wild. Um, let's uh, let's let's go through our uh, our big board. I was actually gonna say final. let's let's do it this way, uh, and then we can wrap. Let's go, let's share the line where we'd want the Bucks to make the pick versus trading down or trying to trade it for someone. Thirty one is literally the line. No 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 no. I mean, out of the eleven players. Oh. Like at what point? Because I mean, there's a universe where as much as we'd like them to take it. If all the guys we like are gone, I'm. Su- I mean, I don't know. Maybe you think differently. I would rather have them traded at that point than take someone that we don't really think is going to be good. I think they should make a pick regardless. Okay. I just, I really, I just want them to make a draft pick, <laughs> like a solid draft pick. Like I don't, I don't care who. Just make the pick. So I don't I'm not, only I'm want not really in trading it. Yeah, I don't only want them to draft a player. I actually want to see them play a rookie. Yeah. After a lot of a lot of seasons, and after Don't I think they haven't really given a role to a rookie. Yeah, I suppose I agree. I, I'd have to go pretty low. I think anyone besides Jovic and Baldwin I'd, on this list, I'd be and Chandler. I'd be okay with Chandler. I think it'd be fun. I don't think they would ever take him. Uh, it's a no for me. So you're, if Kenny Chandler goes nineteen, you're pumping your fist. Yeah, that would be good. That'd be wild. <laughs> we need we need Pat Baldwin to be this year's Don. Oh God! Pat Baldwin go to the Hornets and just mess up the whole draft, please. That it's would possible. be these things are possible. It is possible. Someone's gonna talk themselves into it, aren't they? Probably, maybe. I don't know. I don't know about that one. I don't but, know. <laughs> but like, what if the Hornets love Coloco? And then it's like, whoa! How long does Mark Williams go? Because not that many teams draft centers. I don't know. A draft could get interesting. Bucks trade up. I was thinking about that. I'd be pretty surprised because what are you going to give up? Seconds. I don't know how far that gets you. I don't. I don't think it really moves the needle that much. Yeah, I mean the Bucks. They have one Pacers second left, which is probably their only second anyone really cares about. Yeah. Plus whatever they got in the Dante trade. Oh yeah, it's a good point. Hold on. I think trade trading with OKC for the thirtieth pick. Give us Jermichael Green too. Why not? <laughs> Kenny Hustle. Well, yes. Oh Kenny yeah. Hustle. Just just give us all that stuff. 
224 for 30 and one of those two forwards? Uh, it'd have to be it'd have to be uh, Kenrich Williams then. Yes, I agree with uh, Rohan. Could move some salary out. You gotta get you gotta get your Michael Green. Like he just got to OKC. You gotta give him a year. His then contract's up incredible. in a year. They'll probably trade him in February. Grayson yeah, Grayson in twenty four for thirty and Kenny Hustle. I think that's selling. Nah, I don't know. No, I don't think they will be interesting in in getting a player back. I think they yeah. will just ask for something like. Uh, but then you have to trade someone to make them salary. Yeah, George Hill. That's basically yeah, they yeah, yeah, just yeah, George yeah. Hill. That would be just the money. Send George back to Oklahoma. Oh, poor George again. <laughs> poor guy. Um, the Bucks second stink. So. The less favorable of next year's second between Cleveland and Golden State. So that is in the 50s for sure. Like it's one of those two teams is going to be pretty damn good. Uh, 24 from Portland is pretty good. 25 from Indiana. So they have two solid incoming seconds plus their own seconds in 23, 24, 27, and then from there on. But their own seconds near term are going to have little value because everyone knows the NBA will just take them. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I don't see them trading. I don't really see them trading up. I could see them trading down to maybe 31. If they did that, I wouldn't be that mad. If they trade down to 50s again, I'll be pretty upset. I'd be upset. I'd be upset. I'd be very upset. I'm so afraid they, they are actually going to do that. I know. I, it, it's going to be fascinating. I'll say that. And if they if they get uh, Misich, that'll be fascinating too. I know that was he and uh, Bucks in Chicago were the two teams who are sniffing around him with OKC. They have his draft rights. But you have to trade for him and then sign him. And it'd basically just be like a free agent at that point. It's interesting for sure, but just get through the draft. Don't tra- don't trade 24 for Misich, please. That's my, my ask. Eugene's interested. I want a younger player who's under team control for longer. That's my thing. Yeah. You, you can get him for much less than 24. Yeah, I don't know because he won't play for OKC. So I don't know how much value they actually get out of. I mean, if you can trade the Cleveland Golden State second, then yeah, I'd absolutely give him a shot if he wants to play for Milwaukee. It's just an interesting situation. It is for sure. Uh, we were going to go through our big boards finally. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. So you you go first. All right. So I EJ Liddell first. I feel good about that. Uh, Walker Kessler second. I feel good about that. Christian Brown third. I feel okay about it. Kennedy Chandler fourth. I feel okay about it. You're, you're really you're trying to get me to say no. I believe I was an I Isaiah try, Thomas. I didn't stand. try to do anything. My tiny kings out there. I'm on your side. Uh, Tari Eason fifth. Coloco sixth. Jalen Williams seven. Uh, Dalen Terry. I, don't, I kept wanting to say Jalen again. Eight. Bochamp nine. Or I'm missing a number. But Jovic Baldwin. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, and my final board is Coloco first, Marjan Bochamp second, Walker Kessler third, Dalen Terry four, Christian Brown five, Tari Eason six, Jalen Williams seven, EJ Liddell eight, Nikola Jovic nine, Kennedy Chandler ten, and Patrick Baldwin Jr. eleven. There you have it. I'll make a graphic so you won't have to worry about hearing us. Uh, I'll tweet the graphic probably from the pod account. Uh, but that's our big boards. That's our big board. We do have one more thing, Ty. Oh, yeah. You got to choose your fighter. Is it my turn? No, it's my turn. Oh, good. I'm pretty sure it's my turn. It's your turn. Okay. <laughs> so we are experiencing in Wisconsin, 
uh, a heat wave. Uh, it's very hot and humid, sticky. It's not pleasant. Um, so right now, uh, as the YouTube viewers have seen, uh, out of this beautiful cruising for a bruising glass, I've been uh, drinking some iced tea from it. I want to know what you guys, what's your go-to on a super, super hot day? Are you going for like, like an ice cream? Are you going for a drink, like an iced tea or lemonade, any sort of drink? Or are you going for necessarily a, I don't know, like some sort of like bigger snack or something? Like not neither of the two. You don't want to eat anything cool. What's a bigger snack? I, like like literally nothing nothing cool. Nothing cool. <laughs> this is maybe the worst one. I feel but like I have you, a sec- st- you started I have a second it, question too. And then you realized that you had just done summer beverages like two weeks ago? No, no, no. Like, no, no. I, have se- I have a second. It's a two-parter. It's a two-parter. So the second second question is that. Are you guys like, are you guys sitting outside enjoying the heat or are you inside? Let's go with that one uh i'm inside when it's this hot uh i'm outside like 80s lower 80s especially i don't love to be outside when it's super hot um but i'll be out inside i'll say cool drink i'm tempted to say bigger snacks i just find it like hilarious like the options are iced tea okay, ice cream wait, or let, me, let me explain let me explain myself okay? yeah i have no so, idea what this is <laughs> so basically i was trying to say nothing Nothing cool, nothing cold. Like not 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 a cool drink. Not like a not like an ice cream or anything. No, I, I, sparkling water cools me down. That's what the, my go-to on a hot day so is. Nice sparkling. When water. I like when I there was this time. It was a long time ago. I was visiting India, right? Visiting the family. We were at a family friend's house, and one thing that sort of happens. Uh, it's less less common now. Is like the power goes out. Uh, so you're just left with no AC, no fan, and it's like a hundred plus degrees. Plus, it's like the monsoon season, so it's super, super humid as well. And I just remember it was a super, super bad day. It was a really bad day. We were at a family friend's house, and then, like, this family friend just offered jalebi. I don't know if you guys know what that is. It's like a dessert. It's like this, like, orange, gooey sort of – it's way too sweet. It's way too sweet. Look at this. There's a a song. There's a Tesher song. Tesher, Jason Derulo remix. Jalebi Baby. Is it? Oh, Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm I, I don't know the song. <laughs> is it, it kind of like a like a flam texture? No. What is it? Describe it more. It's just like it's soft and sticky. I might have had this. Okay. Would it be served in like a little like styrofoam cup? And you kind of get I'm it with a spoon? Sure. Maybe not really. No. No. Maybe not. I have a picture, I think. I'll send you the picture later. Okay, send me the picture. But uh, that's that's why I say something else, because I literally have a story behind. Because I, I was so like I was so confused why I was being offered this because of the heat. And I was like, maybe, maybe this is just something people do. They just they just get like some other thing, not like a cold drink or not like uh, like an ice cream or something. So that's why it's an option, okay? I just sent you the pick. Uh, Eugene, what are you – I'm saying cold drink ice. inside. Um, no. I love ice cream. When summer comes, I can eat multiple ice creams per day. Uh, it's not good for me and I know it. <laughs> uh, who cares? But, but especially 
uh, when we have exam because it's an exam period now i can't handle myself i need to eat ice cream sometimes i literally uh, go crazy if we don't have ice cream at home i have to go out and go buy ice cream uh, so i would choose ice cream um every day but for your second part of the question if sitting inside or outside you need to you need to be specific do we, do i have air conditioning in the house so yes Yes, it's assumed that you have a method like a fan or at least a fan or something. You're Very adequately nice. cooled. Yeah. I, I think I'm sitting outside. I don't love air conditioning. Mm. Yeah, I, because, oh, you know, uh, uh, here in Greece, we are a little used um, to hot weather, especially in the summer. So it doesn't really affect me a lot. And I also think that... Um, when air conditioning is on, I feel weird. I feel like the the air is not natural. I don't know. Does anyone else have this, or is it just me? I just feel cold. I don't. I don't enjoy. I don't enjoy air conditioning. I love but it. That's the point. I'm a sicko. I love it. I don't know. I, I see what you're saying. I I don't. I don't like think the it's weird. The air. I'm a sicko yeah. for AC. Like it's totally unnatural. It's not right. I like it. For example, in our house. Every during the summer, every window is open. Every single window around the house is open. It's like a seep some days, you know, doors are banging and everything. We just don't use AC. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I get it. I just, I, I like my AC. I get warm. Yeah, I'm not sitting outside. Yeah, <laughs> I don't really, I don't get sunburned again. Shout out yeah, to the nice. brown. Uh, this feels like you're rubbing it in to me specifically at this bro, point. Bro, it's like one thing I can flex with. I clock in with a reddened face every other damn pod. And Rohan's just like, by the way, can't happen to me. You enjoy Golden Hour? Oh, wait. You probably wouldn't, <laughs> would you? I'm like, no, I don't actually. The only part I enjoy is seeing your little tweets. I click like and move on with my day knowing that will never be me. Do you know how nice. hard? No, never mind. It's gonna, no, no, make a joke. It. No, I, 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 I just, I don't want to be taken out of context. That no, it's clearly sarcasm. No. Okay. Okay. I understand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, so Eugene, you're you're outside with ice cream. Ty, you're inside with what? Sparkling water. Sparkling water. Interesting. Bubbly. Apple, but it's impossible to find. Oh my god. I just don't like sparkling water. Love it. Flavored I, sparkling I don't. water. Not straight up. I hate it. It's got to be flavored. Thank you, Eugene. It's also I'm, natural. Exactly. How? I'm inside uh, with uh, with like an iced tea, which I am right now. Yeah, you love iced tea. But how, for example, like you're sitting on a, on a, on a hot uh, afternoon and you're, who goes, man, I wish I had sparkling water. <laughs> <laughs> Me. It's very refreshing. Again, I want to make it clear, not not like a, a Perrier. It's it's specifically one of the flavored. It's got flavor. It's not just sparkling water. I have no idea why <laughs> this concept even exists. I'm going to send you one can of apple bubbly. Your mind's going to be changed. It's going to cost me $300, but it'll be worth it. I don't know. <laughs> Okay, I think that's a great place to wrap yep. this up. So thank you for listening to this episode of the Eurostep here on the Eurostep Podcast Network. Make sure you leave a five-star rating on your podcast platform of choice. Make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening, whether that's YouTube, whether that's your aforementioned podcast platform of choice. 
Uh, check out gspn.info. That has all of our links. It also has our Bucks off-season simulator, which you guys can still play. We're still getting some uh, some mentions in there. Uh, you guys seem to really enjoy that. Glad to see that. Uh, make sure you are checking out uh, everything else on gspn.info, Substack. Uh, if you're not on YouTube, checking that out. Uh, check out all of our Twitters. Uh, pod random, and we will talk to you next time.